Dogs, licensed by S. Artesian. We've had in like Flynn, and now we have out like Flynn. We have a new chief executive officer of the bourgeoisie state who got his political start, falsely claiming that his predecessor as CEO was not a U.S. citizen, now whining about fake news when real information exposes his machinations as being exactly that, self-serving machinations. We have Kellyanne Conway, everybody's favorite neo-frog Goebbels, wailing on behalf of the non-victims of the non-existent massacre at Bowling Green, vowing to never forget what never happened and to never not let what never happened happen again. We have Mike Pence, emissary of the Kosh Bros to the Empire, genie of the genie, cast the tie-breaking vote to seat Betsy DeVos as the scribe of anti-education, then flying off to Brussels to assure the EU that he had their backs, collective, 27 or 28, depending on how you count. The various officials of the EU already knew that, which is why they kept looking over their shoulders. And we have Stephen Miller, dead behind the eyes, burnt to a crisp behind the contact lenses, flashing the new American sign language for the white power generation, AYAK, and receiving back the thousands of tweets, AKIA, at hashtag 1488, standard messaging charges may apply. Little Stevie, dead behind the eyes, burnt to a crisp actually, was engaging in his favorite role-playing game, Nazi and Jew, where he gets to play both and at the same time. Abraham Gankwatch, present Group 13 on the ready line. We have Donald Trump, groper, locker room linguist, developer, hotelier, casino owner, serial bankrupt, draft and tax avoider, wrecker, shaming and scooping the established media by being the first, if not only, to report on the wave of unchecked terrorism perpetrated by immigrants upon the body, particularly the blonde and female bodies, of poor little Sweden. Sweden, who would have thunk, said the ancient, honorable, and mirth-provoking imperial wizard. Indeed, who would have thunk? Maybe Flynn, but he was no longer in. He was out. At about the same time, those in charge of the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, had to gird their loins and disinvite Milo Yiannopoulos, born Milo Hanrahan, advocate of man-boy love as long as it's done in the proper met restroom. Richard Spencer, formerly of Duke University and Steve Miller's campus brother, current Nazi drum major, bought a ticket and showed up at the, at the conference. Like Milo, he wasn't allowed to join in the festivities. Unlike Milo, he hadn't been invited. CPAC couldn't allow Spencer in. After all, this is Putin's year. Steve Bannon and Reince Priebus took the stage together, a couple of malevolent munchkins if ever. To great applause, they performed first as Alphonse and Gaston, as in, after you Alphonse, oh no my friend, after you Gaston. Then, donning the appropriate costumes, they alternated as Siegfried and Brunhild in Wagner's ring cycle seamlessly. Except for Ben and Stubble, they couldn't be distinguished or separated. So romantic gushed Sean Hannity to Tucker Carlson. The crowd cheered lustily, waving hundreds of the CPAC's second most favorite red, white, and blue flags, the red, white, and blue of Russia. Nothing can ever replace the stars and bars, you know, as a symbol of conservative patriotism. Just ask the Attorney General. Nothing says Republican like a slaveholder's rebellion. There's a bit of the old misdirection in these puppet shows run amok coming out of Washington, D.C. The more unintentional, the more better. While Trump and the Trumpets play it up or play it down, stumble, grope, grab in the dark, question, how many White House staffers does it take to turn on the lights? Answer, one, the one left over from the Obama administration. 
The real work of government gets done elsewhere, and by means other than legislation, court decision, or even executive orders. While Trump plays whack-a-mole, and while the Democrats think Trump's the mole, General John F. Kelly, retired but active as Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, issued two memos that set the course of the plague ship of state. This is how the governed are governed, by memo. The two memos are directive to Kelly's subordinates, acting directors and acting commissioners, acting assistant secretaries, and acting undersecretaries, all acting, as it seems, along with not being able to turn on the lights. The Trump administration haven't figured out the whole hiring thing regarding methods and priorities to be deployed in the execution of Trump's border security and immigration policies to, quote, serve the national interest. In essence, the memos make every alien a criminal suspect, unless and until proven otherwise. Quote, Department personnel should prioritize removable aliens who, in the judgment of an immigration officer, otherwise pose a risk to public safety or national security. End quote. And, quote, Department personnel have full authority to arrest or apprehend an alien whom an immigration officer has probable cause to believe is in violation of the immigration laws. End quote. From the memo, Enforcement of the Immigration Laws to Serve the National Interest, USDHS, February 20th, 2017. Of course, these procedures are supposed to be carried out according to the provisions of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1996. The truth of bourgeois law is not in the authority it bestows, not in the precision of its application, not in the limits circumscribing its execution, but rather in the license it establishes, in the discretionary allowances afforded to those with badges. In the fuzziness, plasticity, confusion in its execution, the memo establishes a national stop-and-frisk law. Thus, license is established. License that is exercised by ICE agents to board an airliner after a domestic flight and compel all passengers to produce identification before being allowed to depart the aircraft. Thus, license is established to enter restaurants, hotels, and other workplaces and require all employees to produce identification. Thus, license is established to detain a professor arriving from France scheduled to speak at a university-sponsored conference. Thus, license is established to detain citizens, like the wife and son of Muhammad Ali, hold them for hours for purposes of, well, for purposes of detaining and holding. The point of the memos isn't really about national interest or border security or even immigration enforcement. Those aren't goals. Those aren't even means to the goals. Those are propaganda points. The real goal articulated in the memo on enforcement to serve the national interest is spelled out in Section E. Quote, the director of ICE shall take all appropriate action to expeditiously hire 10,000 agents and officers, as well as additional operational and mission support and legal staff necessary to support their activities. End quote. The memo, implementing the President's Border Security and Immigration Enforcement Improvement Policies, USDHS, February 20th, 2017, gets to its point a bit more quickly. In Section B, quote, Accordingly, the Commissioner of CBP shall immediately begin the process of hiring 5,000 additional Border Patrol agents as well as 500 Air and Marine agents and officers. End quote. The memo also advocates expansion of the deputizing program based on Section 287G of the INA, which authorizes DHS to authorize officers and employees of states or subdivisions of states to, quote, perform the functions of an immigration officer, end quote. 
It should be expected that with the addition of thousands of new officers with so much more license, arrests, apprehensions, and actions for deportation will overwhelm the existing judicial process for determining the eligibility of those apprehended for deportation. But General Kelly's got that covered too. Because so many cases are currently pending on immigration court dockets, three times the number awaiting adjudication at the end of 2004, yes you did, Barack, Kelly intends to, quote, depart from the limitations regarding expedited removal without right to a hearing currently in force, end quote. Where Danton identified audacity, audacity, and yet more audacity as the key to successful revolution, the bourgeois know that license, license, and more license is essential to counter-revolution. So? So what next? A. No cooperation in the workplace, the schools, the neighborhood, on the tarmac, on subways with agents or officers of ICE conducting their stop-and-frisk, search-and-destroy strategic handlet operations. That might mean no one shows any ID. It might mean everyone, or almost everyone, shows ID. B. All workers protect all workers. Those most at risk get the most protection. C. No deportations. If we can, and we should, stop traffic to prevent a pipeline from being installed, we should and we must stop the traffic designed to expel immigrants.